From Holland to Hampton, from Brisbane to Brussels, we tell the stories of the people who make the world of international law and business turn. We give glimpses into their lives and provide insights from their experiences. These accounts come from every sector and every industry around the globe. Simply put, and without further ado, I am Chris Campbell, and you're listening to Tales of the Tribunal, where practice meets personality. Hello and welcome back to Tales of the Tribunal with Chris Campbell. I'm your host, Chris Campbell. Listeners, thank you for coming back for another week, another episode, another story from around the world of international law and dispute resolution. Before we get into it, just one quick note I want to mention. First, many of you may know that I have had an active role with the Mood Alumni Association, the MAA, over the past handful of years or so. It's one of my favorite organizations in the international dispute resolution community. Not only because it's a great way to meet people that make up the organization, but because of the opportunities it gives its members and people affiliated with the organization. I actually started off as a member of the editorial staff over at the Vindabona Journal, which if you're looking for a writing opportunity, the MAA has its own journal just for that. And then I served as an MAA delegate to the United Nations at Uncentral, a really cool experience and a nice feather in the cap of the old resume. Why do I mention all this? Because the MAA has just issued a call for its 2022-2023 core team leaders. If you've been involved in the MAA or are new to the organization, now is as good a time as any to take up the opportunity to get in the action. You can check out the details on what positions are open on any of the MAA socials or head to maa.net for more details. Applications are due by the end of the day on June 17, 2022 and should be sent to board at maa.net. That's board at maa.net. If you're curious about getting involved and want to know more, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I can honestly say it's been one of the greatest experiences of my professional side interest career. All right, let's talk about today's guest who, if you've read the promo for this week, I think really exemplifies one of the reasons why this show was started. That is to say, he has a fascinating background and perspective that I discovered by just striking up a chat, which is, well, what TOT is really all about. I'm speaking, of course, of Mr. Owen Lawrence, the CEO, Chief Executive, over at Arbitra International, an arbitrator's collective that provides neutral solutions to firms, clients, and organizations around the globe. He's also a former rugby player, which, even as an American football fan, can tip my cap to. Owen was so much fun to talk to, and I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. So strap on your cleats, sit back, and enjoy my conversation with Owen Lawrence. And we'll see you right back here to finish up on the other side of the episode. Hello and welcome back to Tales of the Tribunal with Chris Campbell. I'm your host, Chris Campbell, here to tell you another tale, another story from around the wide, wide world of international law, dispute resolution, and business. Listeners, we are in the digital studio once again, but unlike the last couple of seasons, and as you've seen from the first couple of episodes this season, we are on the road. We're on location recording with our guests. And that brings me to this week's special guest, as we sit here in jolly London, we are here with Owen Lawrence. Owen, welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. It's great to be here. Yes. And so um, Owen's going to tell you a lot more in just a moment. But Owen is with an organization called Arbitra. Now, before we get into Arbitra and all the interesting things that are going on there, Owen, I'm going to ask you the question I ask all of my guests. Who are you? Where are you from? What do the people need to know? It's a, it's a question I asked myself, actually, quite quite a lot recently. <laughs> We, we launched Arbitra just 10 months ago, so um, it, it has been a bit of a blur. And, and who I am is, um, is, is, is quite a busy person at the moment. Um, I am a broken rugby player, a tired, <laughs> okay. a tired dad, and um, chief executive of um, Arbitra International, a stable of arbitrators based HQ'd out of London here with offices in Washington, D.C. and 31 members all over the world. Um, so I manage their practices. That's who I am on a kind of a, a daily basis. Um, 
we're traveling quite a lot at the moment so i'm I've kind of all over the place as the this kind of post-pandemic world reopens and um, jurisdictions reopen and that kind of snowball effect of arbitrations and new sectors and, and, and work is is emerging um so yeah i'm a i'm, I'm chasing my towel a little bit um but yeah, that that that's kind of me in a in a bit of a, a a nutshell, I guess. Sure, sure. And let's let's take that back. Let's rewind, and we'll break it up just a little bit. So, are you from London? Is this, is this home? I, I I live in Essex. Um, I live in suburbia. Um, you know, thirty minutes outside of the city. And that's your hometown. That, too? You're from Essex. That's, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. And were you a lawyer by trade, or? I, I'm not actually. No. Um, as I say, I I left uh, left school to become a rugby player. Oh which, wow. Okay. Which, um, which I did for a couple of years, um, getting broken, and okay. then um, then I ended up in a in a barrister's chambers um, where I spent um, well two chambers uh, twenty years I, I spent in barrister's chambers, a barrister's clerk, practice yeah. manager, um, managing uh, you know, very junior barristers through to taking them on their kind of legal journey through to silk, um, building the arbitration teams at Full Pump Court and. Then 39 Essex, opening offices in um, Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, and, and and running the international arbitration teams there. Before before having uh, you know 20 years with barristers is is enough. Before before I left uh, left there and moved over to arbitral. Sure, no, that makes sense. Would, I, did they give you an honorary wig? You know, all those years of the barristers. <laughs> <laughs> they should do. They're a bit dusty though. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that that's really interesting. So you've kind of. It sounds like you had your rugby career and you started working in these barristers chambers. What was what was that like? Did you just wake up and say, "I really want to wake in a, work in a barristers chambers"? Or what drew you to this line of work? Yeah, it, it was it was purely by chance actually. The, the, the rugby played a little bit um, in it. I, I went back to I went back to uni to become a physio, having broken most bones in my body. Um, but that wasn't quite for me going from kind of gym and, and pitch all day and, uh, and, and also earning, earning money. So I, I looked at a city and um, I, w- I was told about this, this career, which is called Clarkin, um, in this kind of mythical place called the Inner Temple, Middle Temple. Um, I went along for the interview. I, I told them about my rugby career and they said, right, we, I'm going to be perfect for a junior clerk. And and really, that's where it all started. But I wanted somewhere where I could I could start at the bottom um, and learn my trade. And it was very much like an apprenticeship. Mm. Um, you go on to do qualifications. There's the Institute of Barristers Clerks, which you, know, you can do qualifications in marketing and business management. And ended up, um, you know, when I was at 39, running a team of, of 50 um commercial barristers um you know our chambers grew from 50 to 130 members 50 silks um the highest percentage of female barristers female silks at the bar and with a a very credible stable of arbitrators no sure i mean and it sounds again just like a a really interesting uh, path that i'm i'm sure that I, i didn't have any idea about before but that that's really interesting um and so the last question I'll ask you about it is it, it sounds like there's this sort of career path in barristers chambers that's exclusive of being a barrister or something of the like. I mean, that, that, that's what everyone asks, actually. Um, but, but no, it, it's the business. You know, chambers, chambers started out as kind of 10 barristers would have one clerk and that clerk kind of managed their lives. They're the link between... Um, the instructions, they're the ones that allocate the work, that, that go out and find the work. And chambers have changed. You know, they've become, as I say, the set that I was in had 130 members with international offices. You know, we went from, it's, you know, the, the bar has changed that we would be pitching for council teams. We would be um, working alongside law firms. Um, we'd be seconding in. And it, and it was those kind of those relationships which kept the kind of revenue coming, kept the the next case coming, the strategic diary management, the you know, fees, um, the, the the business coaching. You know, barristers. Um, I think most of them are often brains on sticks, but mm. their business acumen is pretty much non-existent. Their commercial 
and common sense. I, I strongly believe that as the law books are being pushed in one ear, the the kind of <laughs> the, the, the common sense and, and how to run their lives kind of falls out the other side. And that's where the, you know, the clerk, the the BD, the, the, uh, the managing director is, you know, the essential part of keeping, it allows the, it allows the barristers um, to focus on what they're good at. And while, you know, the clerks do the rest, the financing, the marketing, the, the management, the counseling, looking after all of their life. Well, sure. And I mean, it sounds like, so you are basically a business guy that's found himself running around with a whole bunch of lawyers. Yeah. And now, and now arbitrators. Yeah. yeah and now arbitrators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well, very well. Um, and well, so Arbitra is the, 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 you know, one of your initiatives that we'll be talking about mostly today, but do you have anything else that you're working on in parallel, anything else, uh, that you've got in the fire and on the fire? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, 20, 20 years in chambers, um, you, you, you see a kind of whole spectrum of the legal industry. And so I do some consultancy work. Um, you know, the world has, has changed in the last couple of years. Um, you know, the legal tech side of um, of the industry, I, I have a, a keen interest, and um, and the part of what I did actually after I left Chambers was was part of a um, an online disputes platform, which which really took off. Um, I've you know parked that left left that behind, but I still do you know some some consultancy roles. Um, there's a lot of kind of um, you know private equity looking at legal tech, looking at boutiques, um, and you know, we, we see it from a quite a unique angle, you know, sitting in between the chambers, working with the law firms, working with the expert firms, and we, we, you know, we, we often bring conversations together. No, I think that, that uh, that that's really interesting. Um, and it's something we'll definitely have to get into as we talk today. But I want to focus on um, what we talked about at the top and, well, how we came across each other this time. So you're with Arbitra. Yeah. For those listening at home that aren't familiar, what is Arbitra? Yeah, Arbitra. You know, it's it's your it's your first port of call when looking for a arbitrator, mediator, dispute board member, adjudicator. Um, essentially, it's a it's a stable of arbitrators. So, you know, why it came about, how how it came about. Um, sorry to ask myself my own, my own question, sure, but, but it, helped, it helped me answer <laughs> answer what Arbitra is. It, it it's 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 two pronged really to law firms. It's a it's a complementary service. It's um, putting a kind of a strategic approach to finding the most appropriate arbitrator or mediator for their commercial disputes. There to date, there's there's not really been um, anything kind of like what we do with a with a full management team with you know phone lines and emails where 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 law firms can contact us saying they need. I don't know, what did we have yesterday? A um, French national Arabic speaking um, oil and gas specialist. You know, how do people come across and find the right people? And then equally, when they find them or when they get down to their kind of final selection, you know, we, we, we implement um, tools such as an arbitrator questionnaire that they may go through or just having soundings from us we follow up we get feedback once our arbitrators have sat we speak to the appointing party we 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 try i think arbitrators can often get tired with or or suffer from something we call judgeitis which is particularly in like barristers and judges that have come back from the bench and they they, they move into becoming you know commercial arbitrators and what we do all of our members is remind remind them that we are the the slaves of the parties. We are providing a client service. Um, we see it all too often. You've seen this awards, you know, a year after the case. How is that good for anyone in our industry? So yeah. for law firms, we manage. If we have the chairperson, we manage their time. We make sure we block out time for awards. That doesn't always happen. You know, we're sitting here in the International Dispute Resolution Centre. I see arbitrators turn up two week case two week case, another week's case. And you think, when or how is that award coming across effectively? So for law firms, we we, we offer these services. We are we are again the kind of the law's middle people in terms of, you know, if you're trying to get dates, if you're trying to get access, if you um, want some clarity on when the award might come to you, you know, we are the people that the law firms can speak to. 
So that that's that's where we're quite unique. I mean, the other the other hat that we wear is for the arbitrators. Now, we provide, um, you know, there's there's a whole wave. The pandemic has it it it's it sped this up, but there, there's lots of people stepping away from these conflicts houses. Um, there's lots of people going out on their own, independent. But what we offer is all of the facilities they've been used to. We provide them with the infrastructure, the marketing, the accounting, um, the IT support, um, everything that they take for granted, the post box, the address. You know, when people go out on their own, it's quite daunting. The business management, the business planning, the direction, um, the opportunities, you know, being able to follow up. So for our arbitrators, we offer a full arbitral concierge. The the ethos is we maximize their time so they can sit without, you know, without worrying about, you know, what, what admin tasks they've got to do, without, you know, chasing that bill, without loading that fee note, without filling out that ICC form, filling out, as you've seen, you know, the 50 different institutions, 50 plus different institutions, which you know, everyone needs to be on panel for these days. So, yeah. so, so that that's essentially that's what Arbitra does for for law firms, for clients, um, but then also for arbitrators. Okay, and and it sounds like there's a number of services too that aren't just necessarily localized to the locations where Arbitra is. That in theory, someone could be in a city, certainly the where you don't have an office and yet could still work with Arbitra and not necessarily even have to come to DC or London. Is yeah, that right? Look, arbitrators, they, they are global citizens. You know, yeah. they, 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 by nature, like yourself, you know, <laughs> they're in different airports. Um, they're, they're, they're all over the world. But what, um, what a lot of people, a lot of arbitrators, a lot of lawyers want is a London footprint. You know, you can't you can't move away from the fact that London geographically and, you know, all the stats back this up, that it is the the place to arbitrate. You know, where we sit now, you've seen it's busy, it's full. There's there's arbitrations, you know, they're back in person, they're they're hybrid. So people come to us and they do look for that kind of that London footprint equally. That's why we have our DC footprint as well, because we do a lot of you know investor state work and you know, having our, we've got a number of members stateside as well. So giving people that infrastructure, giving them that, that place, that place to come, but equally, you know, we've got people based in Sydney in Brisbane, in Zambia, Tanzania, um, wow. all over the world. Um, but what they do have is they have this, this common address. They have access to us. Um, you know, when you ask me, you know, who I am, I, you know, I'm on call quite a lot, just, give, just given <laughs> given the different time zones. Sure. Um, but that's part of that's part of what we do. Um, no, I think that makes sense. And I think a, a word that you use there that maybe just sums it up perfectly is infrastructure. You're the infrastructure for arbitrators and law firms or organizations that work with arbitrators, basically. No, absolutely. You know, that that's something again. You know, we launched in 12th of July. Um, last year and it, instead of having you know the offices and 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 chambers that you see down the road we have we, you know we've got 10 offices here but it, it, they're a kind of flexible working space and arbitrators don't need to be anchored to you know an office with shelves and 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 desks etc they 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 again by nature should be on the road they should be out in different centers maybe this is a poor analogy but is, is it almost like you guys are like we work for arbitrators i mean you know that that's kind of almost what it feels like it is a bit like that yeah yeah, yeah no certainly and 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 we are we are you know now the world is is reopening looking to to offer um you know our members based in the middle east and based in asia familiar um facilities you know if they if they do want to go into somewhere and, and do an online hearing if they want to have a um, conference if they want to present a seminar you know they've, they've got those facilities that's right and and so is that the goal is it the idea that at some point arbitral would have locations in every major arbitral hub and continue to expand or it's part of the business plan yeah absolutely okay. it, it's been it's been slowed by a few COVID false starts, um, by a few cancelled flights, um, but um, but that's uh, that's the journey we're on, yeah. Okay, now I got it. Um, and so then, 
you know, another thing that, that really strikes my my and I think a number of people's interest when you hear, start hearing about Arbitra is that I see that a lot of the arbitrators that you have are not necessarily um, the same people that you see in, you know, all the same publications. And what I mean when I say that is that there's emphasis on diverse talent, both in terms of gender, uh, ethnic, cultural, geographic diversity. Um, is that intentional or what? Yeah, a a absolutely. Um, we are some I don't like it. But some people say disrupting a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're we're breaking. We are breaking that mold. And we again, we're, we're we're speaking the same language as our clients. So we're giving them, you know, what they want. We've we've got arbitrators who are experts, and you know, speaking to law firms, and we're, we're, you know, we're seeing it with appointments. It, it's often a given that you're going to get two kind of great legal minds as as party appointed. But why not throw in a, a an expert as your chair um, or, or as party appointed if you know you're going to kind of get a legal expert as your chair who can really cut through the subject matter, who can, you know, we've got um, Steve Devereux, who's a drilling expert, for example. He's the world's leading drilling expert. And, and, and we, I often have, you know, good conversations with him to say, you know, this was the argument they run. He sees straight through it. He knows how rigs work. He knows how deep sea drilling works he gets all the acronyms and and um and, and often he kind of corrects the the parties and 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 you know it, it saves time it it um it gives local understanding we've got arbitrators based in africa why should free tribunal who have never been to africa be deciding these cases Arbitration isn't black letter of the law. You know, it's it's commercial. Commercial understanding and local knowledge is essential. And I think that's something that that people are really waking up to, and and really starting to do. We're seeing it firsthand. The 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 added value of having having people from that jurisdiction, you know, decide, be part of those cases. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think. I think on, a, on another point, or, or maybe along those same lines, it gives a perspective to the clients that they wouldn't otherwise have. Or that is to say, at the end of the day, if you're an energy company, if you are a tech, or whatever the type of business that you have, whether it's arbitration mediation or whatever methodology you're talking about, the idea has always been that you're trying to resolve the underlying industrial or commercial dispute. We're not just here to doing academic legal things um those are just sort of the conduit to doing it but having that sort of perspective like you talked about with experts on the on the panel or having a, arbitrators in your stable that are sort of that client focused you know maybe that should be obvious but it's often not sometimes it, that gets lost in translation it should be and that, and that flows into we've got some younger arbitrators mm. who I would put up against the most senior silks in terms of their expertise. Um, you look at someone like Jess Crow. She, um, in terms of kind of ESG, energy transition, um, environmental, she's head and shoulders above a lot of the people that are typically people turn to. Um, you know that kind of traditional set of arbitrators that you see. And, and, and bringing on that kind of, they're not even next gen, they're current gen. These are people who get tech disputes, who get, who get the, the, you know, the environmental issues. They've studied it. They've been part of it. They've been on the cases. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, the more senior end of arbitrators are detached from that, but they, you know, we, we see it firsthand the way that that it's not reverse mentoring, but it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's just kind of they have been educated in a different way that this is these are all real-time issues to these people um who have paid a lot of attention you know to 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 subject matters so you know they they is, is given that access to to younger maybe looked over arbitrators is that part of the thought process too in addition to diversity yeah well, yeah ab absolutely and um and, and, and it's being embraced, you know, the ICC have their, their young arbitrator scheme. And, and, and part of what, what we're doing is we want to go on people's arbitral journeys with them. So we don't want people turning up, you know, after they've been, we've got a number of these and, it, and it's good to work for them. They've been like senior partner for 30 years, head of arbitration, and they, you know, step away. And now I'm an independent arbitrator. We like to 
you know, we do at Arbitra, we do investor state arbitrations, but we also run a thousand small claims arbitrations. Um, and just similar to when I was, you know, in chambers, everyone, we would make everyone do the small claims cases. We'd send them off to county courts all over the country. This way, we all of our arbitrators are constantly writing awards. And these awards are, are you know, just important, just as important. I've got one person at the moment actually on a, on a massive um, insurance dispute. And during the day they're doing that. And then on a Friday, they've got a small claims arbitration, which means just as much as the parties. Um, and actually they find that one the really interesting one and but it's just keeping the more awards you're writing the more the more it ha you know the more you're used to it um, you know our arbitrators are it's kind of conditioning them okay and look um, the next two questions I have for you are, are, are still about arbitra um, the first one and you've kind of mentioned some of these things at the beginning of our time together the first question is just simply if you could describe your ideal client who are the people that you're hoping Gosh, if they know about us, they should absolutely be coming through our door, giving us a call. Who are those types of clients? Yeah, if, if, for us, it, it is big law. Yeah. Um, and and we have now memorandums understanding with with big firms, which basically says, look, you know, firms are under, they're under the microscope not to use the same people time and time again. So again, we, we increase their peripherals. So what we say to them is, look, even if you know you're going to go to, you know, X, Y, or Z, send us the brief, send us the details, and we will let you know who's out there. We will we will, we will, will improve the pool of arbitrators you're picking from. We will increase diversity. Um, we will get you to think differently, and we may make you aware of someone who is better qualified. You know, law firms, again, every firm is, is different. Some people have great knowledge lawyers. Some have an internal list. Some send around an email saying, oh, does anyone know, know, know a good arbitrator? We come yeah. across big firms that Google, who are mediators, you know, and, and, and it's just, that's just scary. The amount of times, five o'clock on a Friday, if we're around tomorrow, you watch, yeah. I get a call from a paralegal or a trainee saying, I need a, I need a commercial arbitrator. And you're like, okay, this is your first time, isn't it? Yeah. Let us help you here. We're going to make you look good. But I need a little bit more information. So, so, so working with with Big Law, getting those, getting all of those opportunities coming through us. You know, we now see a kind of whole spectrum of of really what's out there, who's got what cases, who needs, you know, what type of work people are doing. So they're they're our ideal client. Um, GCs, I think, appreciate what we're doing. I don't think they get, they feel this is the feedback I receive. They don't feel they get a voice in terms of who gets that tribunal mm. appointment. So, and I think they like to be involved. So we we, we have, we work with um, major oil companies, major airlines, and, um, and they really, I think, appreciate the attention that we give them and the options. So, you know, they can go to the table with actually, what about her or, or what about him? And so we, we introduce our arbitrators as well to these people. And then in the house context, is it similar, is it exactly the same as uh, the, your big law clients or is it some other arrangement or how do you got, how does that work? It's, it's the same arrangement, but with in-house, um, we have a number of different products. Um, with the energy companies at the moment, we are working with them to, to realize what disputes are on the horizon. So we, we do a lot of um, early stage facilitated negotiation. Um, and we work with we work with the big four in terms of dispute risk, um, but we help them, companies that have had, um, you know, to meet the, 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 the emissions targets, the, to, to stay in line with carbon credit re regulations, they can't, leave these disputes they they can't just say right in 25 years we are going to end up in a 250 million pound arbitration they need to look at what is coming now so part of what we do at arbitra is is we help these gcs and um and 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 look at you know what is coming and if there is a, a product line dispute or if there is a um you know there's going to be emissions issues through production line you know we will then bring the parties together and so actually you know 
you need to you need to look at this now you need to retrain you need to realign and and so so we work with we work with gcs in many different ways but but equally what they really do like as i say is the ability to have a say in who actually gets it and not just oh this person comes recommended or i met this person at a conference you know it's 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 really looking at at their real kind of qualifications and 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 what they will bring to a trial. And we'll match it up to the specific dispute um, because sure, maybe they have all this experience in banking, but like if it's a banking issue, but it's actually not really about the banking stuff, that's just sort of the backdrop. Um, that could be a game changer in terms of making your decision. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the things that make it difficult that you're running into in the space that has been tough? I mean, challenges, it has been breaking the mold. So it has been, you know, pitching for cases and you think this person is the perfect arbitrator. They're going to compliment the tribunal that, you know, and you think it's an absolute shoe in. But then you see the tribunal and it's the same old people, old people, sorry. People say they want something new, but <laughs> they still want McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know, they're creatures of habit. And there's, yeah. tr you know, it's trust, it's experience, etc. cetera. Um, that, that can be kind of frustrating. But look, we're only 10 months old. You know, yeah. we, we're, we're, we're knocking on the door. We are making people think differently and, and appoint differently. And as I said, you know, bring a bit more kind of, you know, strategy to their selection process. Um, that, 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 that can be frustrating. Um, I don't know. One of our one of our issues at the moment is um, we've had a lot of applications. Um, it's almost a full time job, to be honest. Uh, wow. A lot of it, you know, victims of our own success. I guess it it it's it's humbling. But we've we've at the moment, um, year one we wanted to grow to ten members. We're ten months in. We've got thirty one members. Yeah. All internationally recognised, first class arbitrators mediators we've got 50 live applications now we're not moving forward with, with everyone people at different stages of you know people are more suited to you know other other organizations that's 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 quite that's quite difficult but you know it's it's, it's not a bad problem to have what's well, quality control right I mean, absolutely yeah yeah um well, no, that, that's really that's really interesting um i guess you know just a, a couple of final questions on arbitrary in particular what is what's in the future? What's the horizon? You said that you wanted to go from ten to thirty. Uh, you wanted to get to ten. You're now at thirty-two. Um, what what does success look like for Arbitra? Yeah, we we, we want it. We're, we've got our birthday coming up. Our first birthday. Happy um, early birthday! Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna add um, a, a few more leading names. Um, but now we we have strength in depth in in sector in jurisdiction in, in diversity. We are, um, you know, the real focus is is on getting out to more law firms um you know once we've been into firms they get it they realize it's a complementary service it can only add value um you know that 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 that's that's next um as i say the uae um is is uh, there's there's some advanced talks there um and um and 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 hopefully we we may add another address to uh, to our business card and website and materials. Ooh, so. Another address that sounds like uh, you know people have to watch the website closely, yeah. <laughs> they, they they do watch this space. Yeah, um, yeah. So so yeah, there's there's um there's, that's our that's our next couple of months, and then it's going to be um just making sure everyone's everyone's settled in, happy, busy, and. Um, yeah, maybe a little break over the summer. Yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> yeah, got to find some time to get rest in there too. Um, okay. Well, no, look, that that's really fascinating. That's interesting. Um, well, let me before we move on to uh, the next topic. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want the people of the podcast listening community to know about Arbitra? <laughs> www.arbitra.co.uk. <laughs> very well. Very well. we'll check, check, check us out. Follow us on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll put that link in the show notes. Um, shifting just a little bit, um, as your career has developed, um, and you may have a specific answer as to the first point, but I'll, I'll leave it open-ended. Um, who have been some of your role models, some of your influences, you know, that have sort of pushed or guided you in your mold-breaking endeavors? You know, I, I think the the arbitration community is is actually a, a really proactive and, and friendly community and 
um, the support that we had when we opened here at the IDRC, we had we had a, other organisations um, which offer kind of you know similar services, but really backing us and and pushing us and and, and welcoming us to kind of open here. Yeah. Um, so I think in the community as a whole, you are you are surrounded by people that you can you can have honest conversations with and and and, and no questions too silly and 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 people offer you good advice. For me, I am. I'm very fortunate to have um, one of my members, um, John Judge, um, oh, okay. who was senior partner at Stike Elliott for, for many years and came and joined me at 39 Essex. He, is, he has always kind of been my kind of counsel and, and mentor and advisor. And I, I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply thankful of, of what he's, he's done. In, in terms of my own personal development, um, I, I, I worked with, um, who I think is, and many people agree with me actually, the absolute leading um, barrister's clerk um, mm. at the bar, a, a true businessman, a, a true kind of entrepreneur within within chambers, and that's that's David Barnes, who okay. was chairman of the IBC and sat on all of the IBA committees, and and um, and and really, you know, took took me, took took the chambers we were at, and 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 really saw what was on the horizon you know we, we we moved strategically quickly into new sectors new jurisdictions and 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 developed work developed business you know we grew the, the chambers that i was at um year on year um you know revenues were, were beaten and 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 targets were hit and and that was a fun a fun journey and and his kind of schooling and education um was was priceless and i'm you know very very thankful so but but really i'm, I'm surrounded by i'm surrounded by the top legal minds so when <laughs> when you talk about mentors you know i think when you work in a law firm you have your kind of senior partner or your team but with with myself i'm i am and i, and I constantly meet with legal you know leading minds so i get to have this kind of this kind of spectrum of, of, of very clever people around me. And, um, and, and that is something that, that I guess is quite, quite unique. And I get to, cause I'm not competing with these people. I'm, I'm assisting, you know, I have good, honest conversations and people don't really, you know, people don't hold back in, in telling me if I've, if I'm, if I'm going in the wrong direction or if there's something I should consider. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate, um, in, in that respect to be surrounded by, by so many mentors. No, sure. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned maybe a little bit ago, but I think it sort of springs out of this, your answer just now is, you know, there were some COVID false starts, I think you said. Um, I'd want to shift it just a little bit to ask, how has the pandemic changed things? I mean, in terms of what Arbitrary does or what its vision is, or maybe it has or hasn't, um, what has been the impact? Uh, what, do you, what impact do you see? The, the, the impact... Um from it's dragged the profession 10 years forward hasn't it in terms of tech you know but that's a absolutely whole, whole different <laughs> subject and and actually you know what's quite refreshing is um you know i'm seeing you've got your your greener arbitration pledge badge on you know we don't see so many hi lucy <laughs> <laughs> we, we we don't see so many papers and, and, and obviously that's great but what it what it has done is um i think people have realized they don't necessarily need um, the, the the big law firms behind them. If they've got clients, you know, we've seen this whole wave of of, of really successful boutiques, yeah. um, you know, coming out of coming out of so many different firms glo globally. What you've also seen is this this kind of new wave of arbitrators realizing actually there is there is a career there it's flexible and 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 it and it works and and not being attached to the kind of conflicts that they they were so we've seen a real kind of wave of 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 arbitrators who we have on our kind of um we had on our radar probably in five to ten years but actually it's happening a lot quick quicker now so the pandemic the pandemic has has changed that has it changed has it changed kind of hearings you know there's lots of there's obviously hybrid hearings, but you know you've been hit twice in the last last month. You know people are creatures of habit; they are back in person, um, and um, but 
but but it has kind of caused a bit of a backlog. So you know the the need for new arbitrators is is at a high right now, um, given the amount of work and the new sectors that have been born. You know out out of the pandemic is is obviously you know a a, a big change. Yeah, I, you know the thing that gets me really excited, Owen, is I think it's just a huge opportunity for innovation um, for us to really re-examine how we've done things previously, whether it's conferences, whether it's hearings, whether it's meetings of all kinds of things. I think it's just a good opportunity to rethink those. Um, and it looks like Arbiter is trying to be on the, the side of change to some extent. <laughs> yeah, w w without a doubt. And, and, and we've got, you know, people on various committees, but um, but certainly the the environmental side of things, um, you know, that that that's going to be the, the real benefit I think and and our members keep us in check as well so <laughs> so um, yeah yeah uh, no I think that that's well said um, okay let's step back and maybe maybe some easier questions okay um, <laughs> let's see what is on your bookshelf right now what are you reading um, what did I read this so uh, an interesting book actually um, it's <laughs> it, it, a book called um, animal QC Animal QC. Animal QC. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good read. It's about a, um, a criminal um, barrister who was from a kind of mining town in, in Nottingham and um, had a quite a difficult childhood. Mm. Um, I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's definitely it's only a, it's only a short read. But he slept rough while he was doing his pupillage in Lincoln's Inn. Okay. And now he is. Uh, there's lots happens in between, but now he is a leading criminal silk. And um, the the journey, how he got there, um, is 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 definitely worth it. It's on it's on Apple for like a couple of quid. Or okay. Animal QC. Yeah. All right. Coming to a barnyard near you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, that that's interesting. Okay. And let's see. Music. What kind of music are you into? Who are some of your favorite artists? Um, favorite artists. So. <laughs> I, I love um, I love my kind of seventy soul music. So okay. so I love um, I love a bit of Lou Rawls, a bit of Barry White, oh, and then yeah. equally I love you know, jazz music. I love my house music. I love dance music. I love okay. all sorts of music. I have different music for for different scenarios. You know, if I'm going into you know on the train into work and I've got a big meeting, I might listen to some classical and just kind of you know chill and when i fly you know i've got a different playlist we've actually got a arbitra chill list which is uh -huh. on spotify which we play in the office sometimes so really so check check that out as well it's quite a nice mix of uh, mix of music and and if i hadn't been um chief exec of, of arbitra i might have been an international dj i don't know you might have been okay <laughs> who knows um no that's definitely going in the in the advert <laughs> Okay, international DJ Owen Lawrence, got it. Um, <laughs> no, we'll have to find that uh, that Spotify playlist. Put it in the show notes. That's cool. Um, okay, let's say, and this is I think really an interesting one because, uh, well, you're, you're not a lawyer and you're working in this sort of business role in the legal field. Let's say you were approached by someone who's a current student, a recent graduate, um, and maybe they just ask you very broadly. Um, what advice you would give them to break into the field um, or to prepare them? And you can take that either the legal field, the business world, or um, just some advice you'd give. No, no, absolutely. And, and, and again, it goes back to what I was saying about this industry is is so supportive. And my door's open to anybody looking to you know get into arbitration, into um, in, into law, into becoming a barrister. I'm happy to, to, to have a, a, a coffee with anyone and, and give them the... the the real truths of it because I don't think that I think that's the bit they miss out at university yeah know, the competition the reality and how to do it you know tips that I give people stay visible yeah don't 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 um, don't think you you know you're not worthy to attend that drinks reception or that lecture all of our members even my senior members our model is we keep you at the forefront of people's minds so when the opportunity comes, when there's a job opportunity, when there's um, a new case, when there's an arbitration, you are the first person that they think about, and and that's there's that, that's basic science to be honest. But that goes right down from being a junior to a senior. I tell everyone that 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 fear is temporary and regret is forever. So do not do not regret not going and shaking that person's hand. Go and meet people, connect with people build a profile and also tell people 
who you are like in your in your profile in your social media don't spot i'm a student or this you know i'm an aspiring arbitration lawyer i'm a you know i'm a future silk whatever you know but just just make yourself make yourself different you know when i was in chambers we had um 400 applications for pupillage they were all the same mm. all reading the same books all doing the same courses be different like go and Go and get some industry experience, you know, then 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 come and look at what area of law you want to go into. Find your, you know, your your sector, your trade and, and, and focus on that. But, yeah, you know, I, I help people with their often with their CVs, but lawyers, students like they hate right. Oh, my arbitrators, they hate writing about themselves. <laughs> All of our arbitrators. We have diary reminders every month. What have you done this month? Mm-hmm. What are we going to put in your CV? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to keep keep adding adding the words, adding your experience. You know, it's you have to keep evolving. So that's that's what I would um, that's that's what I'd, I'd kind of say say to students. No, and I think that's absolutely right. Um, and that some of the things you just talked about there, Owen, are things that we talk about here a number of times on the show. You know, I, I like to call it um, when I talk to my mentees, flooding the zone. You want to get out there. You want people to let people know what you're doing. Um, what have you got going on? What are you working on? What are you passionate about? Um, because a lot of the times you're right. It is just sort of a sea of the same application. And if you just have to kind of close your eyes and just pick at random, why leave it up to chance? Why not build sort of an interesting profile? And, uh, and see what you can do. All of the members that join us, we go through the usual kind of, you know, questions and interviews, etc. And then it's like, right, who are you when you're not an arbitration, uh, an arbitrator? And it's our favourite question. You know, we found out, find out all sorts about our members. We've got a member who drives rally cars across the Sahara. We've got um, members who run marathons regularly and and actually like being able to join people through common interest everyone's a brain on a stick you know that that, that's kind of a a given when you get to a certain level Mm -hmm. but being able to find common ground um we've got a member we've got two members actually who have a massive passion for ballet and we've kind of brought them together they're they're now friends they they sell each other they talk they talk about each other you know and it's that um, you know, having those, being an individual, you know, with these cases, particularly as like lawyers, my my kind of litmus test was, can I put you both in a basement for six months? You're not going to kill each other, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Are you going to get on and 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 being and people like like-minded people? So you know that that's uh, that's that's uh, that's what we do. Well, you know, that's kind of the whole premise behind this show <laughs> is that, you know, I, I kept meeting all these people at all these conferences and events and was like, okay, this dude does like Muay Thai and, <laughs> and she's like an astronaut <laughs> and it's just all these interesting things. And then it's like, oh, I'm just a lawyer. I'm just a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, no, that, that, that's really cool. Um, okay. Uh, last couple of questions we're coming down to here, Owen. Um, let's say it's 5 p.m. on a Friday. You're somehow completely free for the weekend, you can do whatever you want, wave a magic wand. Um, how do you spend that weekend? So, um, seven and eight year old daughters. Oh, so, okay. um, right now, soccer season. So, actually, it's, um, I, I'm a really keen cyclist. Okay. Um, and so, I try and get out whenever I can. So, um, people think I'm mad, but because I have such a a busy kind of my kids have such a busy weekend schedule i'm i will go home i'll probably get an early night at five or whenever the sun comes up last weekend it was 5 15 cycle with my friends i'm part of a cycle group called the tired dads tired um, dads okay who, which is a growing group um sure. we we will we will go cycle and um off to off to soccer practice mm-hmm. off to swimming off to piano and then you know finally some 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 chill time and then then you know family time basically at the weekends so i try and watch a bit of rugby league when i can because rugby league was 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 my passion there's a big game this weekend actually which what I, position did you play so i know looking at me you would never believe but i was a wing fullback or center so okay. i was i was fast um and um but now people mistake me for front row, which, no, which, yeah, which yeah. hurts all the time. Uh, all of us have our, our past athletic glory, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, that, I mean, that sounds like a really active and fun weekend or a good way to spend your time off. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I've saved the hardest question for last. Um, 
Do you have any shout outs? Anyone you want to name drop here at the end of the show? <laughs> um, the, the, the shout outs. Um, my team, obviously, um, who make it possible for me to, to, um, to what they say, swan around, I think they describe it as, but they, they do um, all of the important work, to be honest. I think our members realize that. So, and then equally, the members that have invested in us and our time, I mean, that, that, that is, that's the real kind of humbling side of this and, and, and the shout out, you know, has to go to them and, and the people that have believed from, from the outset, you know, it's a big leap for a lot of people um, to come in with us. And, and, and I think we, you know, built a really, really nice stable. So shout out to everyone at Arbitra. <laughs> Fantastic. No, and you passed the final, the trick of that question, which is not trying to name everyone because well, <laughs> <laughs> inevitably, right? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, listen, uh, I, I appreciate you coming by the digital studio. Um, our, you know, an hour goes by so quick, um, but thanks for stopping by. No, thank you so much. Great. And you want to sign us off? I am Owen Lawrence, and there is no dispute in it. You are listening to the Tales of the Tribunal. All right. Thank you so much, and we will see y'all next time. Sorry. Thank you. Hey, see, what did I tell you? Owen is just a cool customer, and it was so much fun to talk with him. Not in the digital studio, but in his offices in London, which, if you don't know, is located right next to St. Paul's Cathedral in London and shares space with the IDRC. A big shout out over to everyone at Arbitra International and especially Rachel for making this happen. I hope you had a great time and had as much fun listening as I did putting this episode together. All right, before we get out of here this week, there is one more thing I want to mention. Mental Health Awareness Month just passed in May, and it was a great opportunity to focus on topics related to taking care of one's physical and mental well-being. Working in a solo profession like law, where you can often be siloed off to work for hours at a time and be quite isolated, which is why we are so excited to hear about this new initiative from our friend of the show, Amanda Lee, and it's called Arb Balance which is an initiative to bring more attention to well-being and mental health in the legal profession, and in particular, in international dispute resolution. Mandy has been posting articles, comments, media, and all sorts of useful sources in the way that only she can to encourage all of us to be a bit more mindful about how we treat our minds and bodies. Check it out on LinkedIn at Arb Balance. In any case, that's it for us this week. Episode production was performed by Mobeta Solutions. Episode music was provided by Joshua and Jaden Campbell. That's it for this week. And until next time, you've been listening to Tales of the Tribunal. Practice meets personality. None of the views shared on today or any episode of Tales of the Tribunal is presented as a legal advice nor advice of any kind. No compensation was provided to any person or party for their appearance on the show, nor do any of the statements made represent any particular organization, legal position, or viewpoint. All interviewees appear on an arm's length basis, and their appearances should not be construed as any bias or preferred affiliation with the host or host's employer. All rights reserved.